Hey, one more thing before you go. Are we living Star Trek? Or are we on the verge of destruction like Terminator suggests? Will artificial intelligence take over the world? On this episode, we're going to have a conversation about artificial intelligence, which is the ability of machines to do smart things like beating humans at chess, recognizing faces and making jokes. AI can help both businesses and governments in many ways, but it also has some challenges as a risk, like taking over the world, stealing our data, and making bad jokes. In this episode, we will also explain what AI is, how it works, and how to use it well. So stay tuned for more on AI, and don't forget to like and subscribe. I'm your host, Michael R. Hurst. I'm here with my lovely wife and co-host, Diane. Hello. Happy Sunday. We want to thank you for your joining us. And remember, we're not robots today. We're only <laughs> being controlled and led by a friendly artificial intelligence. Welcome to One More Thing before you go. Good morning, Diane. Good morning, Michael. Are you ready to explore what artificial intelligence really is and how it's transforming various domains and industries and what are some of the key issues and opportunities that arise from its use? Sure. I mean, it's pretty much a topic of discussion in our house every day. So, Well, it's really interesting because, as you know, I decided to try ChatGPT4 which is the artificial intelligence chatbot that everybody's talking about. I do use ChatGPT 3.5 lately and helping me to do so many things. We'll talk about that. But I asked it to write the introduction to this particular episode. Yeah. And that's it what did. it did. <laughs> it did. Yeah, and even it even mentioned your fear. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm, I hope I'm not alone in that. I mean, I can't imagine I'm the only one that is like, I don't know. I'm really, I'm leery of this stuff. I don't know if I, I don't know how I feel about it. I know I don't feel good about it. So. Well, you know, it, it's, it's, I think it's a double-edged sword because obviously, I mean, you know, I, I, as we talked about this before, I grew up with Star Trek. I grew up with Scotty, at, you know, trying to work the computer going computer, computer, and the computer's not answering him when they came back to the 21st century. Right. And, or 20th century. And, and, you know, to me, you know, it was kind of ingrained in me as a child, watching them talk to the computer, the computer answering them and, and computer calculate this and computer do this for me, do that for me. So to me, I'm living my childhood at a ripe old age, I won't say. (laughs) (laughs) And this is what, this is why I, I think I'm just, I don't know what's wrong with me with this, but okay. First of all, Jetsons was like my favorite cartoon. I wanted to live the Jetsons. So this already doesn't make sense of how I'm feeling about this. It also doesn't make sense how I'm feeling because we've had cell phones for a long time now that bothered me. You know, even, even, you know, the, uh, artificial intelligence in the house, Lexi, we call her because we don't want her going off all the time. Sometimes she does without us even saying her name, which is really starting to scare me. I am not going to lie. Plus you keep, you call her a her. Well, yeah, we always, I mean, yeah, we always, so that, and at first it never really bothered me. I thought, oh, that's pretty cool. And that's, you know, that's going to help out a lot. But lately she and Siri both go off without us even saying anything. And how many times has it been either one of them? We're just thinking something and, and, and it comes up. Oh my God. And, okay. and or, or, and or we'll do something and we'll say cancel. And then you yeah. get a response that sounds offended. Okay, yeah. I'll cancel that. Yeah, yeah. It's it's getting um. So yeah, it's I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this. Well, I mean, we've got used. We've gotten used to. Um, for the most part, we've gotten used to Lexi uh, and Siri to do calculations to talk about you know who's in this show, who starred in a particular. We're in, we're watching a program and we go, God, I can't remember that person's name. Right. So we ask, yeah, you know, and, and we get an answer or we'll ask about something else or we'll ask something, some facts and fun facts and things like that. And, and the interactions like are amazing. And now it's become so much more intelligent, which we'll talk about in a few minutes, but 
it has progressed to a point where it will start reminding me, hey, you're about to run out based upon your usage. You're running out of the eye wash for Charlie, for example. Right. Right. And would you like me to put that in your cart or buy it for you? You know, it will ask us, do you want me to buy this for you? Oh, you might be getting low on dog food. Do you want me to reorder that for you? And things like that. We're, so from that perspective, it's, it's we're living, we're living Star Trek. We're living. Um, kind of living Jetsons, sort of. And that, I was say Jetsons because, you know, that they had a robot that did all that stuff. Yeah. Um, now we have a robot that does all that stuff, kind of, sort of. But with, with chat, GPT, the other um, BARD, and uh, the other uh, the implementations of the AI, which I'll give you a list here in a minute, but it it seems like um, it is exponentially growing and building upon itself. It is becoming more and more intelligent. And in reality, I've been using Chat GPT for a little while now to help me with my show notes and to help me with uh, laying out uh, scripts and for uh, doing show notes and redefining, say, hey, could you take my show notes and I've written them and then I'll say, could you rewrite this, please? Or give me a, a better improve version of this, please. Or improve on it. Or improve upon this. And, and it really does well with that kind of a thing. It helps me from that perspective. I don't have to reach out to an editor or constantly say, hey, Diane, can you read this, please? You know, and, and, and say, what do you think from this? It allows us, I think it allows us a daily usage for improvement and assist us in, in what we're doing and how we function both as uh, from a personal perspective as well as a professional perspective. I mean, right. even from a personal perspective, it, it reminds me when to do, when to take my rheumatology. Mm-hmm. You know, it reminds me when I'm supposed to take my, you know, my vitamins. It can remind you to turn off the light or to turn off the fan. It can remind you to go shopping. It can, I mean, there's so many things that it, it can, I can ask it, it's like having a personal assistant. I can say, what's my schedule today? And I'll get my schedule for today. And they'll say, you want me to continue? You want to know what your schedule tomorrow is? And I think that leads into, um, it. <laughs> I just see this taking away so many jobs. <clears throat> from, like, Well, copywriter's I mean- jobs, but at the same time, and we'll, I mean, we'll, we'll get really into it. But uh, yeah, I, I, I think from, from certain job perspectives, people might be weary. Yeah. And I, I, um, I don't know if this is something you wanted to bring up later, but, um, my feeling of kids who are just getting to an age where they're going to be learning critical thinking skills and, um, you know, how to research on their own and things like that. I feel like those kids that are right at the right age or maybe wrong age, um, they're not going to learn how to do this stuff now. No, they they're won't. not do basic functions because AI is going to do it for them. And I, whew, that's just, well, it, yeah, I know th- there are artificial intelligence has been around for a lot longer than a lot of us think about, because there are things that have been done by artificial intelligence that some things that we weren't unaware of that were helping us in the background. Look at the computer, you know, theoretically the computers and artificial intelligence, when you type something into Google back when that started, you would type in, Let's say, um, what uh, uh, what's the best place to visit in in Vermont? And it would. Well, when it first started, ask Jeeves. I think ask Jeeves. Uh, Jeeves, yeah. It it was it was that you it would bring you up a list of things that you could go. Oh, these are some suggestions right here. The difference between now and like using Lexi, for example, um, or a voice based AI is that they'll answer you verbally, and and the voice response sounds like a human being mm-hmm. and it, and now it, we've got it go seems ahead. like they are making it sound a little more human well you see that's the other thing i was going to tell you you know i just learned recently uh, when i was going through a conference in regard to podcasting and, and to uh, video podcasting and so forth and they now have artificial intelligence uh, platforms that i can literally record my voice and or record diane's voice your voice diane and and or, and or pick another one another one that happens to be there and say, type out a script and then have that. You can create a, an avatar and then you can incorporate this, the, the script of the voice and then tag that to the avatar and then put that up on Instagram. And what you've got is an avatar speaking, speaking in your voice right. with a script that you wrote or a script that it wrote. 
and and you wouldn't know it wasn't me or it wasn't you right it's crazy it is it's it's or, but. yeah i think i think it, i think it's going to well i mean obviously cgi and artificial intelligence has done wonderful things already for us when you look at um uh avatar the actual i was picking the avatar looking at avatar avatar way of the water you know that is all computer generated all those images are computer generated so what you see is an individual that's an actor that you don't actually see that actor face to face what you see is the computer generated aspect of that actor portraying that character which realistically if it continues the way it's doing you wouldn't need the actor anymore and then it would create its own voice and you just need to say i need to, this something to say I need this in a Scottish accent, please. Mm -hmm. And it will give you a Scottish accent, you know, or an Irish accent or whatever the case may be. And, possibly, and, and possibly better accents than some actors could actually do. Exactly. And not every actor can do accents, you know? Well, that that's, we saw uh, NCIS. I mean, we'll get more into the definition of um, the, the artificial intelligence anyway, but um, it was really, one of the NCS Los Angeles, um, several of its episodes during this last season, they had a very integral part of helping us to understand the dangers of that in particular, because it, it was like a face-off. It yeah. had taken uh, one of the characters, and um, it basically mimicked that character visually and audibly enough that everybody believed they were talking to them via the the computer like facetime right and it, it messed with these bank accounts it messed with uh oh there were just so many things and and you you wouldn't tell the difference you couldn't tell so from that perspective i mean look what kind of damage that could do uh, and it was real i mean right. they that, actually did it on you know, the and show on, and and on the show obviously it it all <clears throat> because they are well first of all it's a show but second of all on the show they have access to all of that stuff anyway so they were able to they were able to figure out what was happening a lot sooner yeah, yeah a lot than sooner. like us would ever know well and 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 realistically the, the fact that they did it and they emphasized this and when i looked at some behind the scenes stuff you know, they were showing the reality of what really is there, and they were actually doing this. They had the same symptoms, the same systems that people are using to create fake videos that you can't tell that it isn't the person. They had Obama saying a bunch of stuff, and it wasn't Obama, but it was the appearance of Obama, and the words coming out of his mouth were Obama's voice because it was emulated by artificial intelligence. And you wouldn't tell that that was not him. The, and the, the way the, the country is so divisive right now, I mean, I just see that that specific instance could really get out of hand. Oh, and cause uh, yes. Cause chaos. I One, mean. Yep. 100%. <laughs> I don't know. I just want to stay in the house and never leave. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. Now, I... I think. Let me try that. Let's talk about it. According to Merriam-Webster, artificial intelligence, this is the definition, or AI, is the broad term that refers to the ability of machines to perform tasks that normally require human intelligence, such as reasoning, learning, decision-making, and creativity. AI can be applied to various problems and domains, such as finance, health, you know, healthcare, education. We see it today when you call when you call it and you, you, you get a voice that says, would you like to do this? Would you like to do that? Who would you like to talk to? Let me help you with that. Especially Apple. Apple is really distinct about that. Apple says, I can understand you in complete sense. Just tell me what you're looking for. And it sounds like you're talking to another guy on the phone or a woman. Um, but it can help with education, transportation, security, and more. And I can also take different forms such as machine learning, deep learning, natural language processing computer, vision, and speech recognition, and more. AI can help businesses improve their efficiency, productivity, innovation, and customer satisfaction by automating processes like we just talked about. For the longest time, and, and I know that you feel the same way, and you out there that are watching and listening feel the same way, 
we get fr- we got frustrated with always having to talk to a computer instead of a yeah. human being. Yeah. But now and now it's getting more so that that computer voice on the other end is is almost like having a conversation mm-hmm. with somebody instead of an actual human being. So, you know, it optimizes operations, it enhances products and services and provides insight and recommendations. AI can also help governments improve their public service delivery, policy making, citizen engagement, and social welfare by analyzing data, detecting patterns, and solving problems and providing solutions. So, you know, from that perspective, we're looking at a, whoops, that was you, Diane. Hey, hi. (laughs) Hello. Hello. You know, from that perspective, I mean, you know, the artificial intelligence helps us to create create this program. We have in place yeah. systems that we can switch scenes, we can do overlays, we can bring certain aspects into the program that that um, a lot of other ones cannot do. Uh, I have a, I have a studio built into my computer, as if I was sitting in a television studio or a film studio right now, that I could create an environment to show video, to do training sessions, to have conversations with more than one person. We can have conversations with up to 10 people on here. Not that I would ever, ever try to attempt doing 10 conversations. But you know what I mean? It's, I think it'd be, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if we had somebody that could work the board instead of, you know, trying to keep track of everything and you know, everybody talking, everybody, everybody switching to everybody. If we had somebody, you know, we bring in, an, yeah, I'd be, oh, so we could do anybody out there need an intern job. We need you. <laughs> <laughs> So we can implement and try this. But in yeah. reality, I mean, there's so many things that that I think that artificial intelligence does do for us that is a benefit. It has made life easier for a lot of us. You know, we can create a grocery list, for example, on Lexi. Mm-hmm. You know, we say, I'll whisper it, Alexa. And she didn't hear. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we can create a grocery list, for example, on Alexa. And in certain cases, and on depending on which Alexa you have, we can literally say, can you make me a reservation at Firebirds at 7pm tonight for two people. And it will literally call up Firebirds and make a reservation in our name for us like an assistant, which is blows me away the thought of that. Well, and I know that you're in general, you are way excited about all this stuff like you, you love this stuff. And I do see I'm kind of split on this. I, I do see the um, benefits to it for sure. And I use yeah. it every, um, it's not like I don't use it. It's not like I refuse to use it. <clears throat> Just, I, and we talked about this. I think that um, the, the chat GPT stuff is the stuff that's kind of freaking me out. And yeah. just like, okay, again, going back to Jetsons, oh, I wanted that life so bad. And as soon as self-driving cars came out, I was freaked out. Like, don't even put me one. I don't want it. I don't want any part of that. I think it's because everything, I don't know, though, it just seemed like it just came up, like it's here and it's this, it's this advanced right from the get go. Well, it turns out it really isn't. Obviously they've been working on we just quite some time. Yeah. Right. We just didn't know about it, but it seems like, how did this get to be so advanced so fast? Well, even in you the know, 80s, I mean, I remember uh, Time Cop, we were talking about that. Time Cop with Jean-Claude Van Damme. And, you know, they had self-driving cars in that show. They've had them in numerous movies prior to act, the actual um, presentation to the public of them in, right. in real life. Um, so I think it's always been something like, yeah, that'd be great. That'd be great. We all would love something like that. Time Cop, he, would, he got off. He went outside. He told the car to open up the door it opened the door sat down and said take me home and kicked his feet back and and mm-hmm. said i'm gonna take a nap while you're driving home and you're kind of going yeah i would love that i mean this almost goes i mean i don't remember for sure but wouldn't it be kit from uh um oh yes. yeah 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 um are you kidding me oh night rider really? night rider so you know no, we kit from that- night rider we just thought that was the best thing ever. Plus, you know? plus Kit would drive the car by himself too. Right. So, I mean, there's things that he, he'd get on his, it was connected to his watch, sort of like Siri is on our watch. And he would say, Kit, come pick me up. 
and Kitty come pick him up. So it's not like it's it's really not <clears> like <throat> we've seen this before. We've seen this decades ago. Yeah, it, it is. It yeah. is. It it. For me, the implementation of it, again, because I grew up with Star Trek, I grew up going on iPads. If you watch Star Trek, even the beginning, the original Star Trek, along with Star Trek The Next Generation and, and, and all the rest of them, Deep Space Nine and everything, they were walking around with iPads mm-hmm. long before the iPad was even invented. Right. They were walking around with, um, with a, a with tricorder that looked the size of a, a phone, an iPhone, a large iPhone, like my iPhone Pro Max. You know, long before the iPhone Pro Max even came about. You know, it's kind of one of those things that it, to me, at least from my perspective, like you said, I'm more excited about it. To me, I go back to, wow, I'm living this. I, I wanted to live this in my lifetime. I wanted to be able to experience those aspects of it, being able to look at the computer or and say, find this for me. And, and I use it daily. You yeah. know, I, I use it daily. And, or, or Lexi or Siri and, and things like that. It allows me to say, you know, it gives me some freedom, I guess. Well, it, and especially with your health and yeah. the way, you, you know, you can't use your hands like a normal person can use their hands. So it helps you when you can, it, it saves you from typing, which is yes. very difficult. So I can see, like I said, I can see the benefits of most of it. Yeah, from that I, perspective. I, I feel like, you know, obviously there's, there's bad actors, not actors, actors, there's bad characters, bad actors, bad characters, bad people. There are bad people in this world. There are they, bad people. And that, and I think that's where the issue comes with the moral and the ethical challenges of things. Because right. look what they've done already with uh, the with the fake, deep fake videos. Mm-hmm. Not everybody has morals and no, not everybody has ethics. And As not a, yeah. if, if it's going to make them money, they're going to use it. And it's not good for the rest of us and as an individual that spent a lifetime in law enforcement i can absolutely 100 see that but at the same time you know i'm watching the progression even in law enforcement of the tools that they're using that are artificial intelligence that have allowed them to do their jobs more effectively and yeah. i would have loved to have those tools when i was on the job yeah. when we watch like the rookie and things like that you're like oh didn't we have that when I was a cop? Ah. I, I had, yeah, I had to go old school and, and do yeah. this, and it made life so much easier and so much quicker. And you watch even SWAT. You know, you've seen SWAT where they're in in the the the, the main room, and and they're looking for something, and they pull up a whole wall full of computer screen, and and they're going, okay, locate this, locate that, locate this, pinpoint this, pinpoint that, and you and it does, and it zooms it in, and. And they're going, okay, yep. th- this is where they're at. They're in this three-mile radius right here. So that's where you need to go. All the you NCIS, know, too. Even NCIS. Do you know what that, what that does for somebody working in the, the public service sector, as in law enforcement and, and EMT and fire? That yeah. is an amazing contribution to being able to really, you know, fine-tune a response time or to catch a bad guy or to stop something before it's actually going to happen. So from that perspective, I am also very, very excited. I think yes. what it brings to the world is, is an opportunity for a, a decent integration. But like you said, you know, it poses many challenges for both private and, and for the public sectors in whole. You said, like you said, there's bad guys. AI can raise ethical, legal, and social issues, bias, privacy issues, accountability issues, transparency, and trust. We know that, um, when I, when I, like I'm in a course, as you know, Diane, I'm in, I'm in this course creation program. I, 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 I'm learning how to create courses for people. So they actually encourage us to utilize AI, chat GPT, and the other ones, Bard and the other ones, for helping us to define a course into clarify certain lessons in the course and things like this, create course lessons. It took what normally would have taken me a semester or more in a classroom to learn how to do. It created it for me in several different variations and versions in about a day. Yeah. So from that and- perspective, it's great. And then I just have the, the knowledge and the, the ethical opportunity to go in and take that and refine it to sound like me 
So then I, and same thing with my show notes. I'll have it to, I'll write the show notes and I'll say, can you improve this? And it literally will improve it for me. Or can I write this? Uh, and, and, when I, and, and I'm using this as an example because we used it during, during the, the class, actually. Write this at an eighth grade level. Mm-hmm. Or write this at a 12th grade level. Or write this with more humor. Yeah. Kind of a thing. Or write this, you know, tell me, tell me what my writing style is so that you understand you're doing something, uh, you're writing something more efficiently and effectively. So from that, those tools are great. Yeah. I think that um, uh, something you just said, and I already lost it. Um, Yeah, never mind. (laughs) It's gone. I'm sorry. (laughs) We were talking about the ethical and and responsibility aspect of it. I think that we all have a responsibility to use this artificial intelligence in in a very ethical and integrity um, impacted way. I think that we should be able to understand and use it as a foundation, as a guidance, maybe as a um, foundation oh, might be the wrong word. That's what uh, I was going to say. It, you know, it, it ha- it's, it's great for giving prompts, you know, writing prompts. prompts. Yeah, yeah. When you, that, yeah. Block, you know, and things like that. Or, and I can see where it would help students in high school and they're doing a research paper or whatever. I mean, I can see where it could really help and it could save them time, but I don't know that everybody's going to use it in the way it should be used. Well, and I agree with it. And I think that's where the ethical aspect of it is coming in play, especially with schools and universities, because what they're going to do, what I like about my brain's moving faster than my mouth. So the problem that a lot of schools are starting to see is we hear on the news and we can uh, we can see it being implemented at the moment is the feel that when i ask it to write for example my course outline i can i can ask it to write a course outline i can ask it to write a book chapter i can ask it to write a book outline i can give it the parameters and say i want to write a book about let's say how to start a podcast and it will write an outline physically write an outline for how to uh, on a book on how to write or how to create a podcast. But, but the difference is it, it, they may have, when I say they, the artificial intelligence may have grabbed that book outline from another book. Right. So you have to be able to do your own research and find out whether or not it is effective. It is efficient from your perspective. If it answers your questions, you need to take that as a foundation, like you said, it helps me from my disability perspective. It, it gives me a better foundation to work from, a prompt to work from. Then I can take what it developed for me, and then I could expand upon it and make it myself. And and they, and I think that what's happening is our students, especially young students, get lazy. We all know that kids get lazy. They don't want to do homework. I didn't want to do my homework when I was a kid. I didn't want to do my homework when I was an adult and in college. <laughs> yeah. The only reason I did my homework as an adult and college was because we were paying for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, but it's, it's one of those things that, so I can understand it from that perspective, but now chat GPT four has, um, what they, for example, when I was doing research today, I had chat G, chat GPT four. I know it's like chat GPT four. Um, create some examples for me. And I said, you know, uh, uh, explain this to me. What it did was give me um, uh, notes and it gave me where, where uh, references, where they obtained this information from. So when it said one thing that I may have incorporated within this, this conversation, like Merriam-Webster, it said, this is from Merriam-Webster. This one is from so-and-so. This is from so-and-so. So it provided references where it came from. So then you, it is up to you as an individual to take that reference and go there and see whether or not you, you've you got just that part and you need to quote just that part or whether or not it wrote the whole article in right. that and, you need to go back and, and rewrite the article from your perspective using that reference. And to make sure that it actually gave you the right information oh the right information exactly now it you know i know that it it, like we said earlier is kind of expanding upon itself and it's learning to grow by itself 
And from what I'm learning so far, because as you know, I'm very, very interested in this. Um, I, my master's degree is in digital media. And, and, and a part of it is in digital media. So from that perspective, it intrigues me to like, at, at that level, way up here, you know? I know. I, and it's, it, it but, <laughs> yeah. But the thing of it is, is it's saying that now it's starting to learn. It is teaching itself to Which, reason. Scary. And that's scary. Scary. Yeah, it's teaching I, itself I to reason. Oh. So it gives you reasoning. And under reasoning, Okay, it gives you it, it, it gives you more of a well, it's like data, data from Star Trek. I go back to Star Trek. Okay, if anybody that's watched Star Trek, especially Star Trek Deep Space, excuse me, Star Trek The Next Generation, Star Trek Deep Space Nine, Star Trek Picard. Okay, you see data. Data is an artificial intelligence robot, but he's always striving and wanting to be human. He wanted to feel like a human. He wanted to cry like a human to and, be angry and that's like isaac on the orville too. or isaac on the orville they want that aspect of the human capability but they also understand reasoning from a from a perspective both as a machine yeah. as well as from a human being like oh well if i do this then the consequences are that so right. we're starting to see that being implemented like in isaac on the orville where he understands there's consequences for actions. We're, we're now, I think we're starting to see that. I think we're starting to see where, and again, it's scary because mm -hmm. that's where Terminator comes in. When we made reference earlier to the movie Terminator, yeah. the whole impact of Terminator is artificial intelligence and robots were created and then they built upon themselves. They continue to build upon themselves. We all know that computers are building computers. That's how yeah. fast they're coming out. Computers are building phones. The iPhone that's sitting on my desk is a hundred thousand times more powerful than the one that landed the lunar module on the moon. And it's in the palm of my hand. It, I just, I hope that we as humans, and I don't mean, <clears throat> you know, because I don't have a mind for this stuff, but I hope the people who do have the intelligence for, I don't know, ha making this, you know, happen, I mean, are they going to be able to handle it? Are they going to be able to control? Are they going to, is there going to be a human control to all of this? Or is this just already out of hand? Well, I think, I think that's why Congress is trying to get involved because they're scared about it too. And realistically, okay. I, you know, I, well, I think, I think part of that's politicized to a certain uh. aspect, I believe is politicized because most of the, the, most of the arguments coming from one side, and um, I think that uh, what they don't understand is, is that uh, because it, 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 fact, it fact checks. And when it fact right. checks in real time, then yeah. it's a detriment to agendas that are laid out out there. But <clears throat> going back to the Terminator, the fact, the fact is, is that that was generated enough where they finally the AI had, had built upon itself so much, they said, we don't need humans anymore. Right. And the humans lost control. And they lost that's control. And, and that's where the war came. And they thought, okay, we're going to take over because we don't need you. We're going to take over the world. We don't need you anymore. We yeah. were able to achieve what we wanted to achieve. But on a lighter note, I, and, and I really should probably, I mean, I don't want to give this, this conversation a big, dark, deep, dark thing. But realistically, let me get to there. AI can also impact positive, you know, in a positive way. Impact work, work for it. Oh my, honey! Impact workforce by creating new skills and jobs. You can, but it also it, it can displace or change existing ones because of that. So we have to be aware of that. It can require significant investments in data infrastructure, computing power, human capital, and government, you know, governance frameworks like what we were just talking about with um, Congress trying to step in and saying, well, you can take it this far to not take it that far. Same thing with the self-driving cars. You know, they were given free will for a while. And then we started having accidents and unavoidable accidents and things like that, especially with Tesla. And then with, um, what's that one that's down here? Wavo? Where the lady uh, was watching yeah. TV 
instead yeah. of paying attention and it actually hits somebody and kills somebody on a bicycle. So Waymo, Waymo, that's it. Um, so in doing that, they had to go back and, and kind of reinvestigate. Maybe there are some, some things that we need to change or improve upon from that perspective. But I, I think the government started, started realizing that maybe we can't just let this go. But at the same time, you look at every other vehicle manufacturer out there, they've got cars that will parallel park for you. Right. Do you know, I would love to have a car that parallel parks for me because of my disability. Yeah. I don't, I, I'm not good. I, mm -hmm. yeah, I need that. Well, and, and that, not just the parallel park, but you know, the car that we have right now, um, it, it just, it basically, the car we have right now, wait a minute, that's us, right? That's you. That's me. Hi again. <laughs> the car we have right now, um, the Kia, you know, that's got, it's a benefit to me to drive because of my disability. It, 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 it assists me in certain areas that I, that I am happy about. I don't want to tell anybody I'm to be, for me to be, you know, don't be scared that I'm on the road. But what I'm saying is it gives me an opportunity to be more careful, to be more aware, to be, it's got the backup camera. It's got the, the lane change thing. It's got the, 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 the mirrors light up when there's a car next to me, or if I go to change lanes and there's a car that's in my blind spot, it yells at me kind of a thing. You know, it's got, it's got things that, that are beneficial. It's got a, the front impact where if you could, you know, you're going to have a, front collision, you know, it will slam the brake on for you um, or slow you down so that you, the impact isn't as as much as it should, you know, it could have been. So from that perspective, I, I'm very, very happy about that. You see these things that are somewhat self-driving, uh, the commercials that we were talking about, um, not just with the, not, I know, not too long ago, I can't remember which truck it was, Ford F50 or 250 or something, where they were literally doing the hand jive while the car was driving, the truck was driving by itself. Yeah, I don't like that. Don't it, do that. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. But I don't, care. I don't care if the truck allows you to do that. Don't do that if I'm on the road next to you. It will well, freak. Is the freaking out because they're doing the hand jive or because the car is driving itself? No, because the, okay, first of all, I work downtown and I see the Waymo things all the time and it does freak me out. I, I was at a stoplight the other day with one. There's nobody in it. <laughs> nobody in it. Uh, yeah. See, I wish, I wish you'd have it up here because I'd call it all the time and take me to the grocery store. I know this is happening. I mean, there was nobody in it, not even a passenger. It was just driving. Yeah, that's pretty funny, actually. I, I, I just can't. Yeah, I would love it. It, it's almost, you know, back in the olden days, you see somebody driving and those were those old, old movies where the ghost was driving. So somebody yeah. would look over and there's, you know, nobody driving the car, but yeah. uh, really, you know, we know it was a ghost driving the car. So we'll just That's think of it, think of it that way. Mm. That doesn't yeah, help. Think, no, that, <laughs> it may not help, but hey, just think of it that way. It'll be okay. It'll be <sighs> just fine. Anyway. Anyway. It is important for both private and public sectors to really understand the potential um, and, and limitations of AI and to adapt strategies that uh, best practices to ensure it's responsible and, and, and beneficial use. Because again, it can benefit us in many, many, many ways. Um, and you know, we're going to discuss a lot of these here in a few more minutes. But the fact is, the different types of artificial artificial see, I get so excited, my mouth moves faster than my brain. I mean, my brain moves faster than my mouth. Stop it. I should just plug into AI and let it do it for me. Exactly. There you go. Artificial intelligence is the ability of a digital computer or a computer-controlled robot to perform tasks commonly associated with intelligent beings. It's also a branch of computer science dealing with the simulation of intelligent behavior in computers. It can be applied to various domains and problems such as natural language processing, computer vision, speech recognition, robotics, gaming, as I said earlier. Some of the examples that we all know about, we just talked about, chatbots, uh, like ChatGPT. There's BARD, which is the micro, um, I don't know if that's a Google, maybe that's the Google one. Uh, BARD, I have to look that up again. But there's BARD, and then there's um, Bing. Bing now uh, integrates ChatGPT 
four. You can get ChatGPT 3.5, which is free to everybody. ChatGPT 4, they've started charging for. It's a lot more integrated within um, conversation. So it literally will have a conversation with you. You can say, like this morning when I was doing examples, and I'll show you guys some examples. This morning I was doing examples where I asked it to talk about artificial intelligence and asked me if I wanted to make a picture. So I said, yes, I want to make a picture. That's pretty. And it said, would you, what would you like? How would you like a sunset over the ocean? I went, yes, I want a sunset over the ocean. So it okay. gave me a sunset over the ocean. Can, can I just say that there you go. Now it's, I, I have been a landscape photographer as a hobby for many, many years. And I would love to actually get my business off the ground. Well, there you go. Now I'm out of work. Thank maybe, you. Maybe not. Mm -hmm. I said, then can you give me a different version of that? It asked me, would you like a different version of that? It literally asked me if I want a different version. I said, That's sure. Yeah. And then I asked it or it asked me, would you like me to put birds in that picture? So I said, See, yeah, that'd be great. So hard as a photographer to really to actually be in that moment and capture something like that. So well, we're, you, I don't know how it's crazy, isn't it? I can't. And the fact that it said, it asked me, it prompted me, would you like me to put birds in that? I Again, said, yes. And it did. And it actually gave me four different pictures with four different birds. I chose this one. And then it asked me if I would like, there's, well, there's a second one of the birds. So it gave me a variation of the birds. Right. Okay. And then it said, would you like to put a boat mm -hmm. in the picture. I said, yes. And it gave me a boat. The one you All see right. right there, it gave me the boat. So like it's got birds, birds up here. Up. I mean, I, I, well, sorry, I'm moving my mouse. It's got birds up there. It's got a boat in there. And I could have kept going. It said, would you like me to put, would you like me to put people in the boat? Would you like the boat to be smaller? Would you like the boat to be bigger? Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. I like my boat picture better. I'm just going to say that. I do too. Oh, you took a while. No, I'm th I was trying to think of which boat picture you had done, but yes, I do too. It's the one we did in Hawaii, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, I like it. I do too. But, but oh. the, but the scary part about this is, is that it was having a conversation with me. Would you like me to fix this? Would you like this boat bigger? Would you like this boat smaller? Would you like me to put people in this boat? So from that perspective, we're kind of going. I can't. I can't. We're kind of, yeah, you're kind of going, wow. Well, in the same thing with when I was doing, I asked it to write, for example, on the, um, when we were doing the course, one of the assignments was literally to use chat GPT and ask it to write a course outline for you. And then lessons. So as I was progressing through it, I wrote the outline. And at the end of the outline, it said, would you like me, the artificial intelligence, the chat GPT, ask me, would you like me to create lessons for this lesson one or for, you know, lesson one, um, excuse me, module one, would you like me to create lessons for module one? I said, yes, it created lessons. And said, would you like me to create a final test? I said, this yes. Is, this is going to be way too um, <clears throat> for, for many students of a certain age to resist. I'm sorry. I, I am so glad we are not parents of children of a certain age that are going to not be able to resist using this in their schoolwork. And we're going to we're going to raise a generation of people, people who, who don't know how to think for themselves. They can't think. And it's yeah. not going to be the world. So and I, and, and I agree from that perspective, but I also, I mean, look back to what I was talking to you about the, the law enforcement perspective. They got facial recognition. Now they can take a picture from somebody walking through an airport and they can run it through facial recognition immediately and say that person is on the no-fly list or that person is wanted and they're trying to get on a plane and escape. You know, that person is this. It, 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 you could do artificial, you could pull a picture 
off of a camera, off our ring, you give it to the police department, they can take that with their facial recognition, the ones that have it, or they can submit it to the ones that do. They can run that through their database system and see if they have anybody else in the system that that recognizes the face and say, oh yeah, this is so-and-so. Yes, this is I know. Ed Jones, and Ed Jones lives at such and such address, and Ed Jones has two warrants out for him. I know. I know that there's good stuff. I know. I know. We have this conversation almost daily. You are going to, you're trying to get me to be 100% fine with this. I, I know that you're not going to be 100% fine with it, but there's some things that I know that benefit you. I mean, look at, look at stuff like um, when uh, AI, whether it be, uh, well, mostly Alexa, um, it'll say, hey, if we're watching something on TV, it will say, here's, here's a, uh, a Netflix recommendation. Or I get recommendations constantly about, we think that you might like this show. Uh, I think we, we think you might like that show from Netflix, Amazon, you know, those kind yeah, of things. I can do the same thing just being on Netflix or on Amazon Prime or, or one of any of the streaming things. I can just look through stuff to see if I want it. I don't need True. But at the same time, I think it's very convenient when this is, hey, we got a list of stuff here that we think you really like. And I may not have ever looked at for I mean, Look how much stuff's on Netflix right now and on Prime Video. There's like thousands upon thousands of choices on there. So if it narrows it down for me, that's been great. I what I'll, I I love the aspect of certain aspects of AI that additionally help me. When I am writing, I'm able to, where it's integrated within Word now, yeah. I'm able to use my voice to be able yeah. to write a paper, write a chapter, write something, and it will I, literally write it and correct it for me. Yeah, I agree. It's really good for you. And <clears> people have disabilities. I see the positiveness in that. Absolutely. And Google Translate. Look at the view. I remember why <laughs> I go back to Star Trek again. And I, know, I, sound, I sound like a nerd. But in reality, I, I remember in Star Trek, they had a translator that they would put into their ear when they went to a different planet that would literally when somebody had a conversation with them, something, an alien, another being had a conversation with them, it would translate that for them. And then when they spoke English back to them, it would translate it back to them. We have that ability right now, which is amazing. We can take Google Translate and I can put it up to the TV set if we're watching something in French or Italian or uh, Russian or German or whatever the case may be, Chinese, and say, recognize this. And it will literally recognize the language and then translate what they're saying. To me, that that's a major benefit. So, so do subtitles on the screen. <laughs> but those of us that are semi-blind. Right, exactly. I was just going to say, so there's many times, especially if we're watching something late at night and your eyes are tired from the whole day, <clears> that you and I have to actually read you what it says. Exactly. So, yeah, so from that perspective. I, yes. So anyway, I, I, I mean, we can talk for hours and hours and hours and hours. We could go on and talk about how the, the AI systems learn from data by using various algorithms and methods that find patterns, they extract features, they make predictions or decisions based on data, which, which is a logical perspective in, in understanding certain things. And that's why it presents things to you from that, from a logical perspective. But then you get into, you know, our, are we all going to turn into Spock? Everything comes from a logical perspective and we forget about what it means to cry or be happy or be sad. You know, it, it, it's, so I guess we got to kind of worry about that as well. So I, dare I say this? I, I'm happy that artificial intelligence is developing the way it's developed because I think that it's allowing us to get more into, uh, or the potential for us to get more into a deep learning aspect. We can, you know, uh, even if we're talking and we want to know how to say something in uh, French or Italian or in Spanish or Chinese, we can say, Lexi, how do I say this in French? How do I say this in Spanish? You know, kind of a thing. You can have a conversation like that. You can actually have it remind you, get up in, in the morning and say, how's my day? And it will tell you the day. I have this one set up to I 
when I ask what the forecast is going to be, it gives me the traffic conditions for when you're going to work. So you can always say, how's my commute? And it will literally, in real time, monitor the traffic conditions for you and tell you which is the best route for you to take. And while that's why you're putting on your eye stuff. Makeup. Makeup. Eye stuff. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It, so, so I think that it has its benefits. I do understand it also has its oh crap moments. And, and mm -hmm. there are some things that I think that they need to put some protection protocols in to allow it to not pull Terminator. Yeah. So give us the ability to pull the plug if we need to, instead mm -hmm. of letting it, you know, get to a point where it goes, you know, slaps your hand before you pull the plug. Mm -hmm. As you walk over there to pull the plug and it reaches out and goes, bad boy, go away. Good. That would not be good. So no. So from that perspective, I think that, yes, it does need some protocols in it. I, just for one, am ecstatic that it's creating tools that help me manage my daily activity at such a level that I can have a better quality of life without getting frustrated or it is a is a real time saving opportunity for me to be able to get more done from my perspective. And from my perspective, I won't be using it nearly as much as you do. I already don't use it as much as you do. There's I don't think. Um, and half the time I when I um, you know, if I tell Siri, you know, tell Siri to text you, for instance, um, it used to all the time, it would say, what would you like to say? Okay. And they would read it back to me. And then it would say, would you like me to send? It doesn't do that anymore. Half the time it doesn't even answer. It doesn't do anything. And I still have to look at my phone when I shouldn't be. It's frustrating. I think I get more frustrated with AI than you do. And I just... So I'm not using it as much as you do, and I don't think I ever will. I just well, part of that is I think we need to upgrade your phone. Well, you definitely maybe. need to upgrade your phone, get you you know into better operating system and and so forth. I mean, there's things on my iWatch and your iWatch that you know right now it's almost Apple makes Watch. ours obsolete. It's an Apple Watch. Apple Watch. Yeah, I never heard iWatch. Sorry, Apple That's Watch. Apple Watch. Apple. Okay. Um, well, the watch watches us, so it could be an eye watch. Well, and then sometimes it'll just start talking to you. That freaks me out. Yeah, but see, as long as it doesn't crawl up your arm and try to strangle you, it's good. Well, there's going to be that day. I mean, hello. Uh, it'd be like. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Tell, tell, tell that one to the cops when you show up and say, what happened to, what happened to him? His watch strangled him. What? <laughs> trust me, trust me. The watch did it. No, it's. I I think that um you know a part of your problem with with your stuff might be we need to get it upgraded. Um, you know the the fact that even now with the iPhones, this one does not do it, and mine's a thirteen Pro Max. Um, but the new ones that are coming out and your watch that comes out, it literally if you're in an accident, it will literally notify. What? Emergency and, services that you've been in an accident and give them a pinpoint location where you're at. You know, this been, one. That has been very, I mean, people have saved from that. So absolutely. I monitor my health with my watch and that's a benefit to me because it kills me when my heart rate's too high. I can do an EKG right from it. I can print that EKG out, give it to my cardiologist, you know, things like that. If I fell, like when I fell, it literally, if I kept asking me, are you okay? Are you going to be able to get up? Should I call 911? It asked me if I would not have answered, it would have called 911 and then it would have called you and both girls yeah. and say, hey, so-and-so is down and not getting up. So from that perspective, I think it's also a benefit to us because it allows, you know, some monitor from that. And from a health perspective, I think, yeah. you know, it, it will allow us as individuals taking care of, like we did with your dad. If we would have had this more implemented when your dad was you know, with us, you know, it could have said, you know, we need to, you know, take these pills at eight, take these pills at noon, take these pills at four, you know, time for lunch, time for this, time for that, whatever they, you know, time for the, when we were doing his voice exercises, or, you know. Or um, Dave has gotten up from the chair and is walking without his walker. Yeah, or stuff like that. So he didn't fall, you know. Uh, so it's, you know, or, you know, play music, you know, because 
he had dementia. We've talked about that. Um, sometimes they get uh, very agitated. When they get agitated, they have scientifically proven fact that music, as the old cliche said, calms the raging beast. So you could say, Lexi, play this music. And Lexi would play that music and it would help to kind of calm things down a little bit. So yeah, I like, from that benefit, I like it too. But anyway, we got to wrap. So yes, we do. overall, I think that uh, I, I love it. I, I would highly recommend everybody continue to implement and use it. Um, use it with discretion. Use it from a perspective that uh, whatever you, like for example, if you're using chat GPT or you're using BARD or whatever you're using, you know, check your facts. Use it as a foundation or as a prompt as we talked about. You know, turn around and allow it to write from your perspective. You know, go back through and fix it and take, give, give, it, give it some of you. Your Use voice. the facts that present you. It will help you with your research. I wish I'd have had this available when I was going through university because it would yeah. have helped me with my research so much more than going through books and constant books and constant books. So use it, use it with discretion from that perspective. And um, yeah. So what do you, what are your thoughts? Um, I, I see the good, I see the bad and I just, I don't think I'm ever going to love it. Honestly, I, I don't, I think, you know, if it's going to help, if it's going to automatically help me take off weight without me doing anything, sure. Maybe I'd really like it more. I don't know. But <laughs> smack, smack your hand when you pick up another pudding. Maybe. I don't know. I so just, like, so like when you go to unplug it, instead it walks over and goes, hey, get away. I don't know. It's, it is what it is. I just, I hope that people who um, are able to, I hope, you know, the scientists and the, computer guys, I don't know who to, who to call, what to call them. I hope that they are really going to be able to keep a handle on it and not let it get out of hand. So. I agree with that. So from, from the perspective of this is one more thing before you go, you have some, today's a special day, especially one that means a lot to me. So let's talk <laughs> about, can you help share that? There's a few um, national days from the national day calendar. Everybody probably knows by now that there are, there are several different things each day. I don't know who comes up with them, but it's kind of, it's kind of fun. So um, there's several of them. I'm not going to tell them all, but uh, the one that sort of, I don't know, has something to do with us. Um, International Tea Day. That's it. It's a, it's a UN, I guess it's a UN holiday, they call it. Um, and let me just get some here. So, hey, just for um, the tea day thing, I got to do. This. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Every year, first International Tea Day promotes ways to sustain the production and consumption of tea. It's also a day to spread awareness of the importance of tea in fighting hunger and poverty. So that's interesting. Um, you might be surprised to know that tea, not coffee, is the preferred beverage of choice for millions of people in the world. It is for us. I'm, yep, yep, yep. The global per capita consumption of tea is 35.2 liters. Every second, people consume 25,000 cups of tea. Wow. This equals 2.16 billion cups of tea per day. Wow. Oh. And see, I have, a, I have a 32 ounce that I have my iced tea in, and I drink probably two of these of tea a day, but I also drink water. I mean, I drink water in between. Um, I drink water too, but my iced tea is like my, I can't do without my iced tea. Well, I mean, I, I don't drink iced tea, unless we go out to eat or something, I'll drink iced tea. But for the most part, I, I drink probably anywhere from two to six or seven cups of jasmine green tea and, and implement in between matcha green tea lattes. And, you know, it's an antioxidant. It's a, an, you know, it's a great opportunity for, uh, for, from a health perspective, you know, to be able to do that. So yeah, yeah very cool. According to this, it came from China. Emperor Shen Hyung discovered tea when the leaves from a tree blew into his pot of boiling water. This event happened in ancient China 5,000 years ago. People in China, the world have been drinking tea ever since. So 5,000 years ago. That's it. That's Mother Nature saying, hey, try this. 
Exactly. It's also National Take Your Parents to the Playground Day. So all you little kids, I'm sure there's any little kids watching but or listening, um, take your parents to the playground today. If it's not today in Phoenix, which is now, oh, it's only 94, that's not bad. Um, National Wait Staff Day. So if you're going out to eat, tip your wait staff. They work hard. I used to be a waitress. It's not an easy job. In fact, it was one of the worst jobs I've ever had because I was not a good one. Be nice to them. Just be nice, okay? They're there to help you and serve you. Just be nice. Good grief. That's about it. Um, I think there's a, another internet. Oh, no, it was an International Tea Day. That was the tea thing. So, yep, there you go. That's it. There you are. There you have it. Well, I think if we're all about everything today, <laughs> I found a new toy. Yes, you did. We got to get... You more sounds, so it's not always just the same, but yes. Well, there's a whole list of them here, but I, I think I'll leave I'll leave all the rest of those to, um, you know, to another day. Cause it's you, got, could always, you could always ask Lexi to do something. I, I could, but I don't think she'd hear me on, my, on mine. Who knows? She seems like she hears us when we think, so. Well, mine, is, mine won't be loud enough to come over the microphone. But you might right. try. Well, okay. Um, I was going to tell you a joke. Geez, they're, the jokes are so bad. Okay. That's okay. Tell me a joke. They say one is the loneliest number, but I think it's hot. No one even knows its whole name. Did you hear I that? I didn't understand that joke, but oh well. I did not that at all. On that, <laughs> on <laughs> that note. So there you go. <laughs> on that note. Everyone, one more thing before you go. Have a great day. Have a great week. And thanks for listening. Have a good day, everybody. Thanks for listening to this episode of One More Thing Before You Go. Check out our website at beforeyougopodcast.com. You can find us as well as subscribe to the program and rate us on your favorite podcast listening platform.